No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we're going to see that at the end of his life, Israel takes surprising action with Joseph's sons and gives them an unexpected blessing. It's a lesson in the mystery of grace. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 48, right here on Simply the Bible. Israel had lived 17 years in Egypt, but now he was nearing the end of his life. We pick it up in Genesis 48. Now it came to pass after these things that Joseph was told, Indeed, your father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And Jacob was told, Look, your son Joseph is coming to you. And Israel strengthened himself and sat up on the bed. When Israel moved to Egypt, he was 130 years old, and Joseph was 39. Now Joseph was 56 years old, which means that Manasseh and Ephraim were probably in their 20s. Joseph brought his sons to visit his ailing father, and Israel mustered his strength and sat up on his bed to meet them. Then Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me and said to me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you, and I will make of you a multitude of people and give this land to your descendants after you as an everlasting possession. As Jacob is on his deathbed, his thoughts drift back to Luz, which he renamed Bethel, which means the house of God. There he had the dream of the ladder stretched to heaven with the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And there he dedicated himself to the Lord. It was also in Luz where the Lord appeared to him again about 30 years later after he came back into the land of Canaan. And the Lord gave him this promise of Abraham that he would make him into a nation and give him the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession. They say that two things are important to you when you come to the end of life, faith and family. Jacob wanted his family to be around him, and he had Bethel on the brain where the Lord appeared to him and made promises to him. Verse 5, And now your two sons Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, are mine. As Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. Your offspring, whom you beget after them, shall be yours. They will be called by the name of their brothers in their inheritance. I wonder what was going through Joseph's mind when he heard this. How would you feel if you brought your boys to visit their grandpa and he said, these boys are now mine? But Israel was acting in accordance with God's will. The double portion of the inheritance went to the firstborn son. Israel was giving the right of the firstborn to Joseph and giving him a double portion in Israel by elevating Joseph's two sons to be on the same level as the rest of his brothers. Israel had 12 sons, but this action would form 13 tribes. 400 years later, when the land would be apportioned in Canaan, then there would be 12 portions to 12 tribes. The tribe of Levi, being the priestly tribe, 
would not receive a portion of land, but would be given cities within the other tribal areas and scattered throughout Israel. This is more fully explained in 1 Chronicles 5. The oldest son of Israel was Reuben, but since he dishonored his father by sleeping with one of his father's concubines, his birthright was given to the sons of his brother Joseph. For this reason, Reuben is not listed in the genealogical records as the firstborn son. The descendants of Judah became the most powerful tribe and provided a ruler for the nations, but the birthright belonged to Joseph. Joseph's future children would be incorporated into the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. Verse 7, But as for me, when I came from Paden, Rachel died beside me in the land of Canaan on the way, when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath. And I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. As Jacob sees Joseph and his two sons, it reminds him of Rachel, the love of his life. He would have loved to have had more sons by her, but Rachel died while giving birth to Joseph's brother Benjamin. Therefore, Jacob was adopting his two grandsons as his own. Verse 8, Then Israel saw Joseph's sons and said, Who are these? Joseph said to his father, They are my sons whom God has given me in this place. And he said, Please bring them to me and I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim with age so that he could not see. Then Joseph brought them near him and he kissed them and embraced them. At 147 years of age, Israel could no longer see. His father Isaac had also lost his eyesight in his old age and blessed Jacob thinking he was Esau. Now he doesn't want to make the same mistake his father made. So he asked Joseph, Who are these? And Joseph responds, They are my sons whom God has given me in this place. Throughout Joseph's life, we see that he always gave God the credit for anything good in his life. Here he credits God for the birth of his two sons. As Joseph brings Ephraim and Manasseh near to his father, Israel kisses and embraces them. Joseph has such high regard for his father that he entrusts his two sons to him and does not object when Israel wants to adopt them. In so doing, Joseph is really placing his trust in the Lord. Verse 11, And Israel said to Joseph, I had not thought to see your face, but in fact God has also shown me your offspring. So Joseph brought them from beside his knees, and he bowed down with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim with his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh with his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near him. Then Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. Joseph knows that his father can't see, and he wants to make it as easy as possible for him to bless them according to their birth order. Joseph is being very strategic in placing Manasseh, his firstborn, at Israel's right hand, and Ephraim at Israel's left hand. 
No doubt he had prepared Manasseh to one day take the responsibility that was his as the firstborn son. But then, to Joseph's surprise and horror, Israel crosses his hands, placing his right hand on Ephraim and his left hand on Manasseh. And he blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, let my name be named upon them, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. In Israel's blessing of his son Joseph, we find the Trinity. First, God of my fathers Abraham and Isaac is God the Father. Second, the God who has fed me all my life long is the Holy Spirit, for he ministers to us the things of God. Third, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil is a reference to Jesus Christ. This is the first time the word redeem is used in Scripture. It means to buy something back, usually in reference to the slave market. Christ is our Redeemer who bought us back from the slavery of sins. It is interesting that the Hebrew word in verse 15 translated fed literally means to shepherd. This is the first mention of God as a shepherd. Later, David would say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And Jesus would identify himself as the good shepherd. It can all be traced back to this blessing of Israel to Joseph and his sons. Now Israel said, let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. And that is exactly what happened. Ephraim and Manasseh became two of the largest tribes in Israel. Now, when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. So he took hold of his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your hand on his head. Joseph saw what was going on and he wasn't happy about it. Why was his father reversing their birth order? Joseph tried to correct his father, but his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly, his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day, saying, By you Israel will bless, saying, May God make you as Ephraim and Manasseh. And thus he set Ephraim before Manasseh. It is interesting that it is this action for which Jacob is remembered in the hall of faith. Hebrews 11.21 tells us, By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. Jacob blessed them by faith because he saw into the future and prophesied that Ephraim, would become greater than Manasseh. Truly, Ephraim did become one of the greatest tribes in Israel and the most powerful tribe of the northern kingdom. But Jacob went contrary to all convention and against the wishes of his son Joseph. 
to set Ephraim before Manasseh. This was an expression of worship because it was based purely on Jacob's trust in the Lord. Who can question God in his sovereign choice? Who can control the pathways of his grace? It is subject only to the determinate will of God and cannot be predicted by man. Verse 21, Then Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I am dying, but God will be with you and bring you back to the land of your fathers. Moreover, I have given to you one portion above your brothers, which I took from the hand of the Amorite with my sword and my bow. Once again, Israel spoke with faith in God's promise that he would bring them back to Canaan. Therefore, he was giving Joseph the double portion of the inheritance, which included land that he took from the Amorites with his sword and bow. The only other reference we have of this is when Jesus came to Samaria. We read in John 4, 5, So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. The manifestation of God's grace is so wonderful and yet so unpredictable. If we can understand it, control it, or earn it, then it wouldn't be grace. So be prepared. You never know when God's going to show up and cross his hands and bless you unexpectedly. This is the grand adventure of trusting in the Lord with all our hearts. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet every Sunday morning at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go by their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. We'd love to hear from you. So for tomorrow, we're going to see that from his deathbed, Israel blesses his 12 sons, although some of the blessings sound more like a curse. We hope you'll join us as we continue in Genesis right here on Simply the Bible.